Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm happy to welcome back to the podcast returning champion, Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you tonight. Uh, everything going well? How are you doing? Things are excellent. Kids are back in school, wife's back in school, just mm -hmm. returned from Disney a couple of weeks ago. Life is yeah. good. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's a good segue to the, tonight's topic of conversation, because last time you were on the show, we talked about a whole bunch of Walt Disney World stuff, and that's always fun to talk about. And now we're going to be talking about your recent trip to Walt Disney World, and I'm very excited to hear about it. And before we even get into the, the, the time in the parks and your hotel and all that stuff, I have a feeling this is a trip you will always remember because of what happened uh, transportation-wise when it came to your efforts to get to Walt Disney World. So tell our listeners about your experience here. This is fascinating. Oh, this is without a doubt. It, it was definitely a, a big turn for us. So we had our flights booked many months ago, as you usually do, because you know, cheaper prices, uh, the further you book them. It, um, so we get to the airport. Our pilots are on the plane once we got through check-in and stuff like that, where we can see them in a, also they report a mechanical issue. Hmm. So they have people go out, take a look at the plane. Our flight's delayed, delayed. And now we have a connecting flight with only a 45 minute layover, Baltimore. So at that point we knew we weren't making that. And then they canceled the flight outright. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to get people down to Florida and um, we are a family of six. Wow. So getting six people from the Northeast to Florida is, uh, well, it was impossible because they checked from Thursday to Monday and they had no flights for us. Right. So my wife and I looked at each other, said, let's drive. So wow. we drove home, got her car, which is more comfortable. While I was getting the car ready, you know, the kids were grabbing extra things they needed for the car. My wife went to the grocery store, bought things like she was a five-year-old with money and uh, <laughs> came back. <laughs> we had a lot of junk food and a couple of healthy things in there and drove straight through until um, wow. we got to Florida. So when uh, yeah. let me ask you this. When you were at the airport and they announced the flight was canceled. How did the passengers react? Oh, it was bad. It was real bad. Um, I was actually third in line because my wife looked at me. She goes, this isn't looking good. Why don't you kind of meander over towards the, the uh, check-in desk there in uh, just case they have to call for people to come up. So I did. My wife being a smart woman, she was right on the money with that. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, third in line. Um, the you know, first person in front of me was great. It was, it was the, just a couple. Mm -hmm. um, you could tell they were going to Disney because their uh, backpack was littered with Disney pins. There you go. Uh, then the other group, it was a group of, uh, I think, six as well. Um, it was um, a few women and their husbands. It uh, quite rude um, mm -hmm. to the people at Ticket Counter. And um, don't know how they ended up because they were still there by the time I left. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, we, uh, like I said, we, you know, just, uh, took what we could and knew a family of six is not getting on. We checked every airport in the Northeast going down to every airport in Florida to see what we could do. And they had nothing for us. Wow. Is that the first time you were ever supposed to go to Disney world on a flight and it was canceled? Did you ever have a canceled flight yes. before? No, we've never had a canceled flight. We never even had a delay. Right. Um, so we've, we've really been lucky. And, uh, I, I just think we were real lucky that we got held up in Hartford where we, you know, close to where we live, mm -hmm. um, opposed to Baltimore, where we would have been kind of stranded, right? You know, because again, finding a rental car that can carry six, sure, is also tough, especially so. nowadays with the rental car shortage. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So we, you know, we thought we were fortunate in that respect, as far as you know, we were still in Connecticut. You know, it took us, you know, about an hour to drive home, and then from once we were there, we you know took off after about forty-five minutes to an hour of getting ready. So what time of day? Was this the evening or, or daytime? No, we actually uh, had to wake up at home at 2 a.m. Oh. to uh, yeah, drive north um, to go to the Harvard Airport or, you know, so uh, Bradley. And then once we got up there, we our flight didn't canceled until about 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. So once 8 a.m. hit, we you know, drove home and then we're on the road um, a little after nine. So we actually did um really well so that's not bad at all and how long did it take you all together to drive from your home to or uh, to disney 
Uh, it took us actually a little longer than it usually does because mm-hmm. um, you know how forgiving New York traffic is. So uh, <laughs> right, the George right. Washington was uh, was uh, a little busy that day, and uh, we got held up in two hours, which we you typically expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, until once you know that happened, it was smooth sailing until we reached Georgia, and that was at eleven or twelve at night. Um, and they were actually doing construction, creating a new um, overpass, oh. and they were actually had a crane to lift the beams into place. So they are, you know, by the looks of it, doing one beam, then securing it, letting traffic go, doing another beam, you know, securing it, then letting traffic go. So that was a three hour holdup. So we actually, uh, you know, would have been in our room that we still have the night for right. at 3 a.m. instead of 6.30 a.m. So uh, I'm, so I'm stunned uh, hearing this. I mean, I knew you had a, a, this experience, <laughs> yeah. but it's still is shocking to hear. And um, when, so, so taking into account the stoppages for construction, how, how long did it take you all together? We, it took us about 21, 22 hours. 21. So you basically lost a night at the hotel. Yes. So uh, our good thing was our groceries are there. We had the room ready when we got there. Right. We pulled in, you know, all we had was um, our bags because we really just threw our bags from the airport, you know, into my wife's car. And then we had you know, the snacks and stuff like that and the kids' pillows and blankets and just brought right. those up to the room. But our kids are old enough where we gave them instructions, said, okay, put all the groceries away because we had groceries delivered to the hotel the right. day prior. Right. They held on to them for us. And um, then uh, the kids put all that stuff away. My wife and I got about a 45-minute nap. And then uh, we headed out for our first day. We did all four parks and all modes of transportation. All four parks on the course of the trip. No, no, no. On that day. You didn't mess around. You really no, uh, we didn't. <laughs> came to play. Um, nope. Well, that's, that's fascinating. I'll never forget that story. As a matter of fact, if I'm ever at a dinner party and trying to think of something to say to entertain someone, I'm just going to tell that story because you don't forget <laughs> something like that. Um, no, no. And actually, the kids adjusted really well. It's good. Um, yeah, once we told them that we weren't flying, they were a little upset, but you know, not like, you know, teary or anything like that, just a little mm-hmm. down. And then, um, but they transitioned real quick. We, you know, and just drove. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, we, uh, my wife and I are ready to quit after going to Epcot, which was our third park of the day, right? The first day. And the kid's like, no, all we have to do is take the monorail and go to the Magic Kingdom. We've got all four parks, all four modes of transportation. We did attractions at each park and had something to eat at each park. That's the way to do it. That's an amazing, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's an awesome way to start the trip. And, and let me, it really uh, was. Let me just ask you one other question about this. Was there any, even though you lost the night, were there any unexpected benefits you found from having your own car down there? Uh, we typically park it and go. Um, however, um, in, do, in going to the parking lot, we actually um, had some friends of ours that we actually saw down there. We didn't realize they were going to be down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she texted me the next day and said, Hey, uh, are you at Kadani Village by any chance? I'm like, of course I am. Where else would I say? Um, so she uh, goes, yeah, I thought that was you. She goes, hey, we're leaving tomorrow. We have a bunch of food, you know, a couple of drinks, stuff like that. Do you guys want them? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to pass that up. She has all snacks. And, um, wow. So they had a couple of resort mugs and things like that to pass our way because they had them till the end of the month. And it uh, turns out rooms were actually three doors down from each other. <laughs> really? Is that that's funny? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's true what you said earlier, though, about for the road trip, it, it, and this is good advice for our listeners. If you do a road trip to Florida or anywhere for that matter, make sure you have the snacks because even if you're trying to eat healthy, there were times where I was driving on my road trip and I felt I just needed a boost, just something. You eat yes. a few things yep. and you get that, that energy, which is very helpful. Yeah, my wife actually likes chewy candy when she drives. Chewy Yeah, candy. especially like late at night. Yeah, like during the day, you know, it, it, you know she's always got somebody up to talk to, but... Right. Um, but you know, those middle of the night portions, which can be kind of rough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she got to make sure she some chewy candy, just keep her going. And then we switch, you know, as needed. So no, if you're tired, switch Worst yes. case scenario, we pull over for a bit and, and take a nap. Yeah, no, that's a good advice too. That happened to me on the way home. At one point I, I just got very tired and I felt I needed to get a break. And so even yeah. though I wanted to say, I drove the whole way home, my wife took over and that was fine. Yes. Well, see, my wife's a great driver. She doesn't mind driving. Yeah. Uh, so that helps me a lot too. Cause yeah, I slept the first leg of the trip going from home to our start. And, yeah. Uh, then uh, 
you know, about six or so hours later, I took over and drove till I think like one or two in the morning. And, uh, and she took over from there for a bit. And then we switched, I think one more time. And how long so was, was your trip? Just, good. I'm sorry. Go. Yeah. It was just gas and goes pretty much. Cause she already had the food. So right. we just had a, yeah, <laughs> that was it. Uh, uh, your question was uh, just how long was your trip overall? So with our drive, um, we end up being 11 days by the time we left home to the day we got back. Mm-hmm. So you had the benefit, even though your first night was lost, you had the benefit of going on a long trip. And yes. so it's not like you were going away for a long weekend and you lost one of the nights, that type of thing. Right. Which actually, well, last time we spoke, um, we did that in November, last November, because we had the points and yeah, we had the, the annual passes. So yes, if that had happened on that trip, it, the trip would have been a wash. We would have been down there for less than a day. Right. That's rough. So it, it's kind of spoiled us for doing a trip like that again, because our annual passes are still active. Mm-hmm. Um, the airline actually gave us vouchers in, on top of a re, uh, refund, um, for each person, in the party. So that's, you know, no, uh, yeah, small feet right there. What airline? So, um, but um, uh, Southwest. Southwest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's that's a yeah. great story so, to start uh, this episode. I had them look. Have... Good. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely interesting, but we made it. We're all worked out. You made it, and it was a great trip. And uh, what we're going to do here is break it down into categories. So we'll talk first about the hotel experience. Then we'll talk about restaurants that were highlights and then attractions and then just general thoughts. So let's, let's start with hotels. Tell us about where you stayed on this trip. We stayed at uh Kidani village. So mm-hmm. animal kingdom lodge, um, for the whole trip. So had the whole, the same room, the whole time, uh, tea bedroom in, uh, on our second day in my sister-in-law joined us. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, made it to seven people. Um, Kidani was a little different this time. Uh, still enjoyable, still peaceful. You have the animals. It was great. Uh, but uh, so a couple of elements that were missing was on a longer trip like that there, we would have done a lot of the hotel activities as far as meet with the cast members, um, you know, do all the um, activities that they had. They did what's called beat activities there. Mm-hmm. So you do um, certain things throughout your week and you get a bead for each one you accomplish. And at the very end, you get a, a Mickey bead um, to, as your last one as the prize at the end and they didn't have that. Um, so a couple of things there, they did have the pool game still. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed that. They didn't have the cast members from Africa on this trip, which uh, usually we love to talk to, love to interact with. Um, they could just tell us you more about the art, uh, more of why the resort's designed the way it is. Um, like the lanterns out front, when you get on um, they're a sign of welcome. They're there to welcome you home. Yeah, which mm-hmm. really fits in with the DVC mantra. Right. Um, you know, things like that, which, you know, we, we, we truly missed. But uh, one plus was uh, Sanaa now has breakfast. Oh, uh, interesting. So I didn't know that. One day. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, everything had like almost like a curry, um, like seasoning to it, mm-hmm. which didn't uh, appeal to everybody in my family, but I like it. And so then uh, one day we were going to Epcot at 11 a.m. or, you know, leaving via the bus earlier than that. And uh, we happened to be up early and my wife goes, well, why don't you go take a walk? Look at the animals. So uh, I went down there for breakfast, had a nice view of the giraffes and uh, had had my tea and uh, had my breakfast. And how crowded was the hotel? Uh, Kidani was actually pretty crowded Mm -hmm. uh, just because at that point, uh, Jumbo House wasn't open. Right. But we did go there. Um, It is open to DVC members, but very limited. So we did go there. Um, and my wife's disappointment was Jahari Treasures, which is the um, the shop there, which yes. is one of her favorites, was closed. Oh, that's um, too bad. Yeah, there's no, there was no Boma to yeah get the atmosphere going. We're the right. only people in the lobby. So if you've ever been there, or even Willow's Lodge, they're about the same size lobby. Right, having nobody in that lobby was interesting. Yes, uh, Victoria's Falls was closed. The bar, the um, the bar down there. Right, but um, the Mara, which is the only quick service place, right. was open. So they kept on. They had the shuttle going to and from Kadani and Jumbo House. Okay, but uh, it was definitely interesting. I you know got great animal views because there's nobody in your know, in your way, or you didn't have to wait for anybody. Sure. So that was interesting. But it just 
it just felt eerie and not right. So, do you know if the pool at Jumbo House was open? Yes, it was. Okay. And the kids were very jealous because uh, there's only like two or three people in it, and that pool is large. So, I was saying uh, to uh, maybe Dean on another episode or in an off the episode conversation how great it would be to be at the pool at Jumbo House because of how enormous it is when the hotel is closed. Or not, I shouldn't say closed, but not busy. And to have that pool to yourself is something else. Oh, my wife said we should have brought our suits. Yeah, we, we just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of disappointed about that. But we got our food and uh, walked around the resort for a little bit longer than headed back uh, to, back to Udani. So, yeah, it's, um, I guess since you came home, Boma has reopened. Yes, we missed it by five days. You missed it by five days. And I don't know, you may know this, is Jumbo House opening up for reservations? I think it is. It's it's opening up soon. Yes. No, actually, I think it opened up the end of August because I told my wife, uh, you know, before we went, you know, how close we were. Yeah. So it's but, a great uh, hotel. Yeah. That oh, yeah. um, that whole property is among my favorite places in all of Walt Disney World. It is so uh, beautiful and you really feel like you're not in Disney. I mean, you get that feeling at a lot of Disney hotels, but especially at Kidani and, and Jumbo House. It's a different world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, other than the weather, it doesn't feel like you're in Central Florida. True, um, that's very true. Yeah, G- actually, Jico was also closed too, which right. uh, my wife and I usually try to sneak away there, you know, for one meal at least during our trips, but right. not this time. Well, uh, and I was going to ask also, do you have any plans to go back to Kidani on any future trips? Always. Oh, oh Kidani's the favorite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, however, my kids have asked that uh, we change it up, right? Because we do go there frequently. Mm-hmm. So um, they want to go back to Saratoga Springs and uh, then uh, beach club is on their list because we haven't stayed there in 10 years, 10 years, so, okay. which, so my youngest has no clue. We stayed there because <laughs> so, right. he was months old. And this is, I mean, what you're speaking about is really the challenge for Disney fans in the sense that there are so many different hotels on the property that are great to stay at. It's like, how do you choose? Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's uh I know that when I look at hotels to stay at from a price perspective, there's some that are more affordable than others that I love. And you want to go there because it saves you some money, but at the same time, Oh, well, I never stayed at this hotel. And you feel that urge and pressure to, to try the new place. It is, it's a first world problem as they say, but it's a Disney <laughs> Absolutely. problem. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, and I hate saying that I we were fortunate enough to buy into DVC when we did. Right. Um, Cause it was over 16 years ago at this point. It, um, you know, still a great investment for us. And it gives us that flexibility. If we, if we didn't have that, there's no way we would go the way we do. Right. Yeah. So. It's um, all, all the hotels you're mentioning are great hotels. And uh, I did not know Sanaa has breakfast. That's very cool. Did they have any bread service on the menu for breakfast? No, not for breakfast. Nope. But uh, we did get it for lunch and dinner because we did those meals too. One was takeout, one was yeah. not. Okay. Uh, so actually like, so two weeks ago when you spoke to Dean, how we got a uh, um, takeout from Sanaa. Yes. So uh, sent him a message and asked what he thought of the portion size uh, for the takeout, because I thought it was a little smaller than um, actual sitting there. Oh. So when we got takeout, the, it seemed really small because I've had the same meal in the past. So uh, when I had, um, we went there the following week, Saturday, I get the same exact meal just to compare. Right. And, and the in, in dining there, uh, the portions are definitely a lot bigger. So Intra- Okay. That's good to know. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's another tip our listeners can definitely uh, utilize because I know a lot of our listeners, with, when they write to us, they talk about their the food commentary. So that's a good, uh, good bit of advice. Preferably go to Sanaa. Don't take in from there for bigger portions. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It, it, was, it was still great. Yeah, sure. We, we, food. Um, we ended up in bread services, you know, the whole thing, you know, just because we, you know, thought we'd eat that much, but right. uh, we, we had a little leftover for bread, but we had the full kitchen. So mm-hmm. we just saved it for later. Sure. sure. Of course. Another okay. benefit. Yeah, of DVC. It's still good meal. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. So let's talk now about, um, I guess let's, before we get to dining, let's talk about attractions because um, on this trip, were there any attractions you went on that you had never experienced before? For this trip, no. However, uh, my sister-in-law was with us 
and uh, she's been to Disney once. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned uh, off air real quick. And um, so we were trying to give her the full Disney experience you know, without killing her uh, because <laughs> we, uh, we definitely uh, put in a lot of mileage mm-hmm. and did a lot of different attractions. Um, we pretty much hit everything that we wanted to, uh, but you know, Rise is always a fantastic one because uh, we did that back in April for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was incredible. Then my sister-in-law, we got her on it. Uh, when we went, um, we ended up not getting our 7 a.m. one that day that she was with us, but we got one at the one o'clock. Okay. It, uh, so work out well. She, she knows nothing about Star Wars. Right. Yeah, she knows it exists, but that's it. And uh, <laughs> right. so after the ride, she uh, goes, I might have to watch these movies. Wow, she, just, she just liked it that much. Very cool. And I'd be curious from her perspective, because she's not like us when it comes to Disney fandom. What were her, besides Rise of the Resistance, what were her favorite attractions? So one that I, I like that she commented on was American Adventure because oh, that, that, okay, cool. that's one of the ones I love. Yeah, it, uh, she she really liked that one. Um, she you know liked um, Space Mountain, but did it did it once? Once was enough for mm-hmm. her, and then the kids were able to jump right back on. Uh, you know, because yeah, they're old enough without an adult at this point. Sure. Um, and they were doing that, but she she liked that one. Uh, a few of the classic ones. Uh, one thing was when we first went to the Magic Kingdom with her, she goes, oh, can we do that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? And oh. my youngest looks at her and goes, how old are you? That hasn't been here in forever. <laughs> I'm sure she loved that. It was well before his time. <laughs> oh, she did. Yes. Yeah. She really appreciated him at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think everybody had an ice cream except for him that day. Of course. <laughs> so. Of course. Um, what uh, When it came to the classic attractions, what are your favorites? So I guess when it, the classic Disney I mean, so many of them at the Magic Kingdom are considered classics, but I guess you got Peter Pan, Small World, and Splash Mountain is a classic, I suppose. They're they're all really, yeah, but yeah. I don't I don't know which one is. I mean, it's one of the great things about Disney, and again, I realized it on this trip, is that no matter how old you are, and you go on something that is a thrill ride, and I say thrill with my hands in quotes because you know Disney thrill rides are a little tamer than some other theme parks, but. Let's say you go on Thunder Railroad or um, Splash Mountain, you could love it. But then a minute later, you could be on Peter Pan's flight, which is a slow, truly family ride. And it's fascinating, too, just to observe the details and how they put it together. Those things never get old, whether you're first time or you've been there a hundred times. No, no, absolutely love them. Actually, what's your favorite classic? I don't know. That's that's a tough call. I love Peter Pan's flight, and I know it's a short attraction, but I'm always amazed by the technology on the ride, the way that you're being moved by a conveyor belt that's above you. Yes. Yeah, versus oh, absolutely. Below you, I think is really cool. Um, but you know what? I, I got to say the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion is a classic. It's my favorite Disney attraction in general. And I just am so happy on that ride. Maybe it's because I do love horror movies and Halloween stuff, but more than just that, I just find it to be a fascinating use of technology that isn't necessarily ultra modern technology, but still is really well used. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I think for the absolute just nostalgia of it, um, Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Not a thrill ride. Very basic. But right. I just, you know, just I, I think the thing is more of my you know, watching my kids on it too when they we first started going. Yeah. It, uh, just, just how happy they are. And, and just, you know, and the dad, me just wants to relive that like all the time, just pretend they're little again. Sure. But, uh, I get uh, that. Actually, I really... uh, oops, sorry. Yep. I was going to say, I understand um, that perspective. I really do. And then actually going back to, uh, the track we hadn't done before was actually, um, Minnie and Mickey's running away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought it was great. Um, really laughed a lot on it. Yes. Uh, I know people have their, you know, nostalgia for a great movie ride. But uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Well done. Yeah. You know, we, we ended up uh, going on it twice. Uh, so it, it was just great. Had a lot of fun on it. I agree with that. And I know some people are not big on that attraction. And they're, like you said, very nostalgic for a great movie ride. And I love great movie ride. I went on that ride so many times. For me, it's one of those attractions that sold me on Walt Disney World when I was younger. I mean, there's great memories. But I have to say, we went on that ride and came off and said, this is amazing. The use of technology on that ride. And there's so much to see everywhere you look You're There's, oh, look at that. Look at that. There was little details in the attraction. There's a lot of rewritability on that attraction. 
Oh, oh without a doubt. And uh, yeah, so the second time I wrote it, my younger daughter was like, all right, we got to find Chuby, the little, the little bird. Right. Each scene. And granted, we haven't found any scene yet, but hey, something to look forward to next time. Yeah, it's a great attraction and very family oriented. You could take little kids on there and then adults could go on there just themselves and get as much out of the attraction. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I want to ask you also, uh, when it came to Hollywood Studios, how much time besides Rise did you spend in Galaxy's Edge? Um, this, this time a little bit, not as much as we did actually April. Right. Um, so April, we spent a lot more time and, you know, about, you know, at least, you know, an afternoon's worth, um, this time uh, we still enjoyed it, went through all the shops. Right. Uh, I would say we, we probably spent about two, two and a half hours in there. Okay. That's still uh, good. Just to look around. Yeah. Right. My, my oldest son likes to uh, bring his phone that day. Because he can do the translator oh, on all right. the cargo shipping stuff. Yes. And uh, he always loves to translate it. He, he found that was entertaining. And, you know, so it, the other kids got into it too, because they're like, okay, what does that say? What does that right. say? And it just, you know, I, I don't like them on their phones while we're down there. However, this was a good reason for it. Sure. And, no, you get uh, more out of it. That's the dilemma, right? You, you want them to focus on what's around them and not be looking at their screen. But Disney has now created an environment where, the screen enhances your experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same with uh, the soaring weight line. You know, our trend, not, not a whole lot to look in, in the weight line, but with the little game to play while you're in there, sure. yeah, it works out well. What attraction do you like more in Hollywood Studios, Millennium Falcon or Star Tours? <sighs> All right, look, going back to the, uh, you know, the 11-year-old me yes. know, that went to Hollywood Studios, you know, Star Tours, it just it has that feel for me. I just love it. I agree. Millennium Falcon is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love doing it. I actually got to be the pilot this time. Me uh, too. Because uh, the way that things work out, the kids love, kids let me do it. So <laughs> you, uh, you deserve it. You know, it, it was great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've all been in each position before. So yeah, they, yeah, I had a couple that said, well, we haven't done this, so we'll do this this time. And that put me up the front. Um, so it was, it was nice, but yeah, I really love looking at the Falcon. Yeah, yes. like I said, great ride. But just Star Tours with bringing me back to being a kid again, but also the change of it as well. Yes. The different scenes. Uh, we got a few different scenes this time as well. Right. So uh, it, it was. it's just, you know, again, bring back old good memories. For sure. I get that answer. I really do. Uh, another question I have for you related to Galaxy's Edge. On this trip, were you in Galaxy's Edge at night at all? No, uh, we haven't seen it at night yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you're there again, try to check it out at night. It has a very different feel to it. Great photo opportunities with the lighting. It's really well done. Oh, excellent. Okay, so yeah, definitely something you've done before and uh, recommend. Yes, a couple of times, actually. Uh, once on this trip and then I guess it was back before the world shut down when I was there in twenty January 2020. And uh which, by the way, now, like thinking about that, I, I just can't believe I was there January 2020. You know, it's uh, hard exactly. to believe. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, before all this stuff happened and uh, yeah. Yeah, the way things are, are now. Uh, but anyhow, I was there in the evening then and daytime. So it gave me a mm-hmm. good chance to compare. And I remember seeing the Millennium Falcon at night. I was thinking, oh, man, this is Disney Imagineering at its best right now. It's so, so beautiful. Um. Let's go over to Epcot in terms of attractions. Uh, anything stand out? I, nothing, I know it's nothing new there, but uh, how'd you handle the construction and uh, all of that? As far as the construction goes, it was interesting because it still throws us uh, just you know left and right and loop, looping around uh, to go things. But overall, not bad. Um, I like going into the Odyssey Center to see what we're, is going to be coming. And um, you just, just really looking forward to it you know, based on the, the show that they project there. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of changes, which which I think would be good. Update things a little bit. Yeah, uh, my kids are already talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just had a really good time. Uh, Epcot, we did definitely did all the attractions. However, um, food and wine was there, you know, as you know, and uh, we spent a lot of time eating and having a few drinks here and there. Save that for the and, dining. Uh, that's coming up next. That's, that's <laughs> a good. That's a good <laughs> teaser for the dining section. Yeah, but Epcot, we again having my sister in law in tow 
the kids like, okay, she has to see this, this, and this, and give a whole list of the things we had to do. Yes. Um, and then I uh, brought her up to the DVC lounge and we were able to point out, okay, this is what's going here. Cause we kind of see a little bit where the, um, where the fence kind of blocks off. Right. And uh, then kind of gave her kind of a spatial orientation where she was that right, to the far right is, uh, you know, the world showcase area and uh, whatnot, but it, it was good. Had a really good time there. Did she and, go uh, on both Soren and test track? Yes. Yes. We really get both. Um, luckily. Yeah. Uh, Which one did she like more? So we did that. Uh, uh, I believe she likes Soren more. She liked the interactivity with the kids a little bit because we had uh, her go with the kids for the most part that my wife and I did the other car. Because again, party of seven at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Soren, uh, again, even even with, we had one with Bendy um, Eiffel Tower, then one we were straight on, but um, third row. So row C. So um, yeah, but she, she really enjoyed it. Had a good time with it. Do you get distracted with the Bendy Eiffel Tower? <laughs> I find it very distracting. Um, a little bit, but overall had a, had a great time. Like my daughter, uh, my younger daughter was sitting next to me and her and I go back with our puns and stuff like that all the time. And so it just, that changed the element of the ride for us. And of course, my wife, when we got off said, you know, other people can hear you when you're, you're making your puns and, and joking around on your ride. It could be someone's first time on there. You're like, I'm right. You're right. I'm sorry. So, but we had a good time with it. After driving 20 hours, that's what you get yelled at for. <laughs> exactly (laughs) well um anything else to stand out at animal kingdom i mean you've been on flight of passage before and the uh, avatar attractions but anything stand out for you over at animal kingdom yeah actually um so you know we usually go to everest first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. um and we i'll I'll write it like twice because usually walk on both times and then i'll take my older daughter over to dinosaur because she loves that one and um, so the second day we were in Animal Kingdom for opening, I decided I was going to stay at Everest and she was going to go, to, you know, my wife was going to go to Dinosaur with mm-hmm. my daughter. So lines were really short that morning. Um, my fourth time on uh, Everest, still fantastic. On my fifth time, uh, it was a little too much at that point. Okay. Uh, kind of disoriented me a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I actually skipped Flight of Passage. Okay. Later that day because I was just a little little off from it, but Good I still had a great to be day. Learned there. Good lesson to be learned, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you're there yep, at so uh, at Disney for so many days, which park do you spend the most time in, and which park do you spend the least amount of time in? Well, this time here, it was uh, actually I probably spent a little more time in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went there a couple of times we weren't expecting again because you know uh, food and wine, right? And uh, just had to keep on eating. But uh, on a typical trip, I, I think we usually have Magic Kingdom a little more. Right. Uh, you know, get get that, you know, just the, the feel of Magic Kingdom when you walk in. You can't beat walking down Main Street. No. Know, just that feeling. Uh, so, Kyle, let me ask you, any uh, anything else you want to mention by way of attractions that stood out on this trip? Um, no, I, we, we, hit, we hit our normal ones. Um, the ones we, we have to hit each trip. Yes. Which uh, we're happy the people mover was up. Yes, going, absolutely. That wasn't not working in April. Um, however, looked like uh, Space Mountain had a uh, few issues with it. Okay. Um, because they were had some power issues, so the ride had to be evacuated a couple times while we were down there. Um, then we had a carousel progress. Now my sister in law works for GE oh. on the medical side of it, so carousel progress, and I had to explain to her that right, the, the history of this is used to be an ad for GE right. in uh, appliances. And uh, so she got a kick out of it. Have you heard so that, the, the box set of Walt Disney at the 1964-65 World's Fair? Have, do you no. know that box set? If you could get a hold of it, I think it's still sold nowadays on oh, really? Amazon. It's, I don't think it's on streaming services. And it's just audio from the attractions, including so much Carousel of Progress audio, which is I'm great. Because no I know you you obviously love, love Disney and love Disney history and all that stuff. And it, uh, it's, it's a treasure trove of cool vintage audio from that uh, attraction when it was at the world's fair. Oh, I'll definitely have to take a look for that. Um, Add it to my Amazon wish list, and uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, someone else looks at it too. We all need <laughs> Amazon wish lists. My, yeah. my wish list is constantly being added to. Um, 
now we get to the most important topic of all, which is dining, the, the key to any uh, Disney vacation. And as you know, from listening to the Stuff We Love podcast and our listeners know, we've been talking a lot about dining. And I've been on the Butter and Bacon podcast. We're doing this whole dining series. I think that one, one of the things I said to my wife is that when we go to Disney World, sometimes the people that say, oh, you're going again, like, what are you doing going again? They don't understand. They think of Disney as just Small World, Peter Pan, and that's great stuff. But they, they don't even consider the idea that adults can go and love the food options, the drinking options. It's a whole aspect of the experience. And I guess we'll begin this segment by having me ask you, how important for you are the dining experiences on your trip? Great question, because I'm totally in line with you. You pick your parks first, and then you pick your dining. Yeah, we worry about the attractions way later, um, but dining dining is key. You know, we uh, usually get together as a family now that the kids are getting older um, and figure out where we want to eat. My uh, oldest daughter, um, a couple of trips ago, says, I really want to eat in France because she says, we haven't eaten there. Let's mm-hmm. do that. So we, we did that. And I, it was a great suggestion. You know, enjoy the food. food was really good. You went to Chefs de France? Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because this is uh, before, uh, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on what the uh, fancy, fancy one is there now. Monsieur Paul. Thank you. Yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was before that. So, not yeah, a little while ago, but, you know, all the kids had input on what they want to eat or where they want to eat. And uh, Epcot was kind of off limits as far as picking anything this time because food and wine was going yes. on. So, we just walk around and eat everything we can get our hands on. What were your um, highlights from food and yeah, wine? Yeah, we had other ones. Um, so actually, the uh, the the bourbon um, Bloody Mary was fantastic. Okay, um, cool. Really, would have never thought to put bourbon in a Bloody Mary, but it, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, food wise, there are so many good options. We did uh, Emile's uh, fromage montage uh, there, so you have to buy certain things on the menu, all cheese related. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you complete all five of those, then you can go back to Simmering Ships, which is one of the booths, and collect your prize, which in a little souvenir glass, I guess it's a souvenir, it's a little plastic, uh, it got home safe because we are driving, driving right. maybe not so much. But uh, yeah, the, the dessert in there was fantastic. I probably would have bought about 20 of those if wow. I actually had those to sell. Um, but that was, you know, one of the, the big things my daughter wanted to do and we ended up getting two of them because my sister-in-law you know did it as well so mm-hmm. it, it, was, so, it was a good time so with your sister-in-law because she was you know had not been there for so long was she in, amazed by food and wine did she even have an understanding that disney would have something like that no oh no clue at all right no clue at all um and she really got into it with us as cool. far as uh just trying everything and uh so my two girls are older and they now have, we allow them to have charging privileges for our purposes because wow. now we'll go, okay, you go to this booth, you go to this booth. And then my wife and I will get, you go to the booths where, you know, we get something to drink. Right. Um, but they also have two younger brothers. So they go off in pairs and then uh, my wife and I will do what we have to get. Awesome. But yeah, it's, it's great. It gives them a little, little bit of freedom in the place that we're happy and safe with. Sure. Um, so, you know, that overprotective parent, you know, you know, comes in a little bit too, but uh, there it's, it's not as bad. And they, you know, make sure we, if we can't see them uh, because they went around a corner somewhere, they at least have their phones on them for the girls. Right. And so we will allow them to bring their, their, their phones those days, but typically for the vacation, we don't, unless we plan on being separated at any time. Sure. makes sense. Makes sense. And it's definitely a benefit to have kids having cell phones. A good, perfect example right there. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, so, Let's uh, talk about some of the other restaurants you went to. Any other restaurants in Epcot besides Chef de France? Uh, no, no. And actually, Chef de France was um, a couple of years ago. Was he in this one? But oh, you know, just, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I misunderstood. Of... Okay, I thought you were there on this trip. Okay. No, no, no. Just get, I want to give you the idea of uh, Got you it. know the uh, kids uh, making their own choices for understood where we should go. That's my own fault yeah, so as I've a bad host except for... <laughs> for not listening enough. No, 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 no. You're fine. <laughs> Um, yep. but, uh, on this trip, what were some of your restaurant highlights? Uh, restaurant highlight was, um, 
it was uh 50s prime time was one of them um uh, my you know wife really wanted to go there with her sister just so she could check it out yeah um and uh you know she's you know not extremely older than my wife but you know a couple years older and uh so my kids uh we're picking on her a little bit about oh did you have any of this stuff when you were a kid and stuff like that <laughs> and uh but uh yeah my wife wanted me to see the nostalgia because you know at this point it was our grandparents that had a lot of this stuff yeah it uh so it, it's kind of kind of neat to see it all and uh plus you know we had a great uh waiter you know who play along with us and you know we had a good time with it right so that that was a highlight um sana sana and sana right uh for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. so uh, we're, we're great options. Uh, we, you know, she really liked that. She really liked the the style of food because it's not something she normally eats from right. sister law, but it's one of it's a family favorite uh, for us. Yeah. So that was a must do. It's interesting with Sanabi because it's definitely like you said, not the type of thing you eat every day. But I also find it very accessible for some people that may be nervous to try it, thinking, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like anything on the menu." I'm a picky eater when it comes to certain things. I had no problem there. No, oh, not at all. No, and actually, we've even tried a few of the things at home. Try to make them here. Oh, really? Uh, try to get copycat recipes and whatnot. Right. And uh, you know, definitely not to their level of success, but um, for us, we've done fairly well with it. That's awesome. So, yeah, definitely something we like. And what? Where um, else did you go on this trip, restaurant-wise? Uh, Whispering Canyon was one. Okay. Of them. For what meal? So, uh, uh, we went there for lunch. Okay. Uh, we figured. A nice midday break. We did Magic Kingdom on um, our anniversary. Uh, my wife and mine, not yours. Because uh, um, so, yeah. um, I think we share the same day, correct? So we do share the same um, anniversary. So we went there. It uh. <laughs> so and, and the reason why we went there was because actually we honeymooned at uh, Wilderness Lodge for part of it. Then we did the uh, uh, cruise for the second part of it. So mm-hmm. we, we had to make sure to make a stop in there. Awesome. It, uh, we had a great time there. Uh, again, another great um, waiter there, really playful, you know, was harassing the kids as he should be um, and j- just played along. The kids played along with him, uh, you know, very a- appropriate, but had a good, you know, very good time with a good interaction with it. So uh, nothing overboard or anything like that. It's awesome. Um, had a great time. And then um, we did uh, Yak and Yeti was another okay. one. Right. Um, so enjoyed that. Um, not as much as we did actually the first time. For okay. some reason, the, the meal just feel, uh, felt a little off. Um, not what, sure uh, if it's... What did you eat for your entree? So actually, uh, we kind of did similar to what we did last time, except ordered a little less. Like my uh, daughter likes um, sushi, so we actually got the uh, ahi, uh, ahi tuna nachos. Okay. Which were great, but a little too spicy for her. Got it. Uh, then we did uh, um, a wonton soup. And um, we did a bunch of appetizers and we got the, the house rice, which, uh, you yeah, was huge. I and mean, we were, you know, trying to give it away, you know, amongst everybody else at the table. So, right. um, but it, you know, overall still a great meal, but just, um, like I said, something a little off this time compared to our first time there. Kyle, you mentioned with your daughter that she didn't, wasn't crazy about the ahi tuna nachos because they were a little spicy. Isn't it frustrating when you go to a meal with someone who doesn't like spicy food and then they tell you that their food is spicy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was fantastic because I had more. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. My wife hates yeah. spicy food. And sometimes we'll be out and she'll say to the waiter, waitress, is this too spicy? And, and she, and they go, no, it's not spicy at all. And then the entree comes and she eats it. And she says, it's too spicy for her. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> so Yak and yeah, Yeti, I've never been to. It's at all. <laughs> Well, Yak and Yeti, I've never it, been to, but I would free, like actually. to go. The, the tr- go ahead, Kyle. It's definitely worth a, a trip um, there. Um, not, you know, I wouldn't, you know, say it's because it, it's definitely owned by um, a third party, the Patina Group, I believe. Who, who owns right. It. Um, so uh, decor is nice, but not like uh, you'd expect at a Disney restaurant for the most part. Right. Um, so not, not definitely in line with Disney theming, but it, it was done very well, um, you know, kind of, you know, authentic to the Asia area that it's in. Mm-hmm. It, um, but my the trick I had the uh, snap decision was fantastic. Okay, uh, good to know. So, um, yeah, so I definitely highly recommend that one. And uh, but like I said, still good a good meal. But uh, 
you know, might skip it next time, even though my sure. kids enjoyed it and try something else. Cause we really always like to try something new when we go there. And what was, what do you say? Try, you're, you're talking about something new at Yak and Yeti or just new in terms of restaurants? New in terms of restaurants. So on this trip, were there any places you went that you had not been to before? No, because actually, you know, we were trying to, you know, you know, get my sister-in-law to have the best experience she can have sure. and cram everything into her eight days there that she was with us, um, which, you know, is, is almost an impossible task. And we still like, oh, you didn't do this with her. We didn't do that with her. What was her so, favorite meal from the trip? Um, I, I, actually, I think it was 50s. 50s, um, okay, I, good. She did, she did enjoy um, Sana, but I think 50s, just because, again, that the nostalgia that that you know, environment brings. Um, I actually kind of you know, missed the, uh, the waiting room that you normally have where you're watching you know, the old TV and whatnot. And granted, you had the TVs in the, the dining area, but right. it, just watching the kids sit on that rug, like, you know, I did at my grandparents' house yeah. and whatnot, <laughs> watch the old style TV, you know, just, uh, you know, again, just exactly what that restaurant's meant for just bringing back that nostalgia. Was that uh, eliminated because of COVID? Yes. Hopefully they'll be bringing it back because it, it's still there. Right. It's just not being used right now. And uh, any other restaurants stand out for you on your trip? Um, no, I think, I think that was about it. Cause, uh, yeah, we didn't hit anything in the Magic Kingdom. Right. Uh, a couple of quick services, uh, but th- that was it. Have you been to Riviera Resort at all to see it or anything? Actually, um, we did for about maybe 20 minutes. Okay. Because we took because my sister-in-law wanted to take the Skyliner. Okay. So um, so we had just my youngest son with us, and my my wife took the rest of the kids back via bus because mm-hmm. they, they were tired at that point. So we said, All right, let's let's take the Skyliner. And um, so my youngest goes, can we get off at the Riviera? Because that was the first stop. And so we went there. We checked it out for a bit. Um, and to your point, you know, they were talking to Dean uh, a couple of weeks ago was uh, the lobby. Um, if they didn't have good signage there, we would have walked right past it about 10 times. Right. Uh, so it, 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 it's just small. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, it's nice, but, it, but it's small. Right. Uh, yeah, but the resort itself, you know, look, you know, great outside, you know, because we explored the outside more than anything else. Right. But it, but it was very nice. Yeah. Coming from a place like Animal Kingdom, whether it's Jumbo House or Kidani, the lobby at Riviera is very small. And probably is it's to me, its biggest drawback. And I love that hotel. I stay there and I loved it. But it is its biggest drawback because that also translates into the gift shop being small. Right. Yes. And many times for me, that's a deal breaker. I love big lobbies and I love hotel gift shops. So for both of those being small, that's very often a deal breaker, but the Riviera, the rooms are so nice and the grounds are so beautiful and the location too, with the Skyliner is so convenient that the lobby size doesn't end up making a big difference, but I must say, I missed the idea of coming back and walking in and your jaw drops every time when you enter the lobby. I mean, that is something that I definitely missed this trip. Oh, oh absolutely. Now, actually, have you been to Bay Lake Tower? Um, I don't think I've been inside it at all, but I know what the lobby looks like from watching YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, so, so remind me of that, um, where, you know, it just uh, that, that functional lobby and, and that's it that's that's all that's there where like you right. said you know the opposite of either Willis lodge or you know kanani jumbo house where it, it's just no matter which way you look there's always something to look at you right. know something to kind of study and, and enjoy yeah i seem to recall hearing that they based the size of the, the riviera lobby on hotels from the french riviera which are known for being smaller and more intimate and I get that. I still would prefer a bigger lobby. I mean, for point of comparison, when I was at Grand Destino at Coronado Springs in January of 2020, the lobby there, I mean, you walk in and it's not immediately huge, but it goes back to this grand staircase that takes you into what seems to be like a two-story window that's really beautiful. Riviera is kind of similar to that, but even smaller than Grand Destino. And that's like 
more than you know 50 percent less than than riviera <laughs> yeah because i haven't been there haven't been to the grandestino it's a nice um, hotel it's a uh to me it's definitely an a more affordable option that gets you close to a deluxe type hotel yeah oh it, it looks gorgeous I yes just, yeah yeah it's been. really nice let me ask you this question i have not asked anyone this question here on the podcast what did you think of the new must-do Disney video that replaced the one with Stacy? Honestly, we did not watch it. Oh, okay. That's, that's <laughs> we, appreciate the answer. Um, that's, that's the honest I, I Actually, because my kids, this their big thing, their go-to now is the uh, Timon and Pumbaa safety yes. um, show and uh, the Mickey shorts. And uh, right. yeah, they're, they're just watching those nonstop. I'm not I'm saying that my wife and I can't change the channel, but yeah, we. Yeah, you know, we're usually enjoying the balcony or something like that while while we're there. Right. Yeah, you know, and just TV's not an option for us, and we just you know enjoy where we are and where we're staying. Sure, sure, I get that. Um, I'll say this: for me, I used to watch like on a twenty four seven loop the Stacy video must do Disney because I don't yep. know why it just made me feel like I'm on vacation and I, it was fun. The new video that came out. I don't really like it. And oh, really? I, the reason I say that is because there's just a narrator in the background. To me, it's very corporate in a way. And okay. the one with Stacy, when you when you see the new one, to me at least, you realize how good she was at at her job in that. She brought a lot of personality yep. to the video and just made it fun. The new one is kind of like you know, picture inspirational voice talking about how great the magic kingdom is and how great Disney Springs is. And that's good. It's informative, but it's missing something to me. Yeah, no. And actually I remember because the kids used to watch the Stacey one all the time. Right. And it would quote her lines yes. a lot when they would do stuff that she saw, they saw her doing. Right. So, um, you know, and just brought that extra little piece. And I, even to the point where I am, my kids at one point would like YouTube it and, and watch the must do's when we got home. But, uh, well, Kyle, I'll tell you, I have a lot in common with your kids because I do the same thing. <laughs> and that is a way to get the, uh, the old must do Disney videos is on YouTube. YouTube has so much, by the way, it's, a, it's really remarkable as a Disney world fan. What's on YouTube. It's, it's great. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think I do that more with the kids than I watch any other TV. Right. You know, and the thing is, if there's something new coming up, something I'm curious about, I'll go right to YouTube to see what it's like, you know, what to kind of expect. I mean, you know, within reason, I don't want to all spoilers. You know, right. I, I do want to, you know, some, some surprises when I get there, but you know, I, I do like knowing if I can, what to expect. Yeah. I don't like to watch ride videos of rides I've not yet been on. So I held right. off on rise of the resistance until I wrote it. And I held off on Mickey's not so scary. Uh, not, not, not Mickey's not scary. Uh, Mickey's runway railway uh, until I wrote it. And for me, the main benefit of the Disney YouTube stuff is if you're thinking about staying at a hotel, you get to see a room tour that I find very helpful. And also restaurants, you know, if you're thinking about uh, dining at a particular restaurant, you get a sense of what it looks like, what's on the menu, the food si food portion size and all of that, which is very helpful. Um, but as, it, as Disney fans, there are so many ways to get Disney enjoyment at home when you're not at the parks, whether it be YouTube, playlists, magazines that are devoted to Disney, websites, just Disney World websites. I mean, there's so much to, to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, just some of the books they have out there. Yes. Um, you know, the Imagineering books, stuff like that. Right. You just, just to see what's on, how things work sometimes. It's kind of neat, like so that behind the attractions, um, which we're a little behind on right now, but, um, yeah, yes. it's great. The kids love seeing it. Yeah. My wife and I make it almost like a, a family night as much as we can, uh, depending on everybody's schedules. Now that, you know, we're full swing of school soccer season and, right. you know, horseback riding for the girls. So horseback riding. Very cool. Yeah. So Kyle, as we get ready to uh, head to the stuff we love segment on tonight's episode, let me ask you this general question. When you come home from Disney world on vacation, how do you, um, how should I say this? How do you adjust and how do you uh, keep the magic alive, as they say, until your next trip? Like, what do you do in addition to YouTube videos to um, 
get yourself your Disney fix while you're not at the theme parks. Well, this one happened a little different than some others because uh, with the drive, we definitely had a little bit of time together in the car. So, um, yeah, we, we asked the kids to make it a whole family thing where, okay, what would you guys have changed? What would you like to eat You know, next time? What attractions do you want to hit or even what attractions don't you want to hit? Because um, we, we do have some like uh, like Barnstormer for years was something that the kids had to hit all the time, multiple times. And, you know, now they're definitely at an age where like, yeah, we can skip that one. Um, they ended, ended up did going on, did go on it, but uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, it was just because it was one of those things that was, there's no wait, so they just jumped around it after Dumbo. But we, we, we have a lot of family discussions about that. A um, couple of things are the, yeah, where do you want to stay next time? Um, obviously, my wife and I have ultimate, you know, decision on it. So if we want to stay at Kadani Village again, we stay at <laughs> Kadani. But you know, give the kids an option to, to you know, give their input on you know, and essentially state their cases. You know, play play the lawyer, their defense of why they want to do it, and you know, why why we should pick it, and um, just things like that. And then you know, go through things as we get home. Um, you know, just memories of the trip. We usually talk about it for a while you know, at dinners and whatnot, just to kind of keep it going and plan for the next one. Uh, when you come home, are, is your, anyone in your family really bummed about being home or do they adjust pretty well? Um, they adjust well, but they, it's the always like everybody else does. Well, last week we were doing this. Right. Last week, you know, we were doing this. We're at the Magic Kingdom and, you know, that goes on for a bit. And uh, But we usually do towards the end of the summer. So when we get home, it, it's pretty busy getting ready for, school and, and whatnot. My sure. wife's a teacher, so she's got to get her classroom and uh, supplies ready. So when you're on your trip, do you, are you able to kind of live in the moment and not look ahead? Because I know sometimes on my trip, let's say I'm going for a week, like seven nights and it'll be the fourth night. I'm like, Oh, only three nights left. Do you, and then I kind of just get back to the president and say, Hey, enjoy the trip. And it's all good. Do you, are you able to do that too? Yes. Oh no, I absolutely do that. You know, especially, you know, like you said, when you have one of those longer trips, you have the seven nights, 10 nights, whatever it's going to be. It uh, just as you get towards the end, I usually find it like the, a day or two beforehand, you know, almost start to get ready for the real world again, because mm -hmm. this is our escape, you know, and the reason why we go is get outside the real world. Then there's the prep to get back into the real world and uh, take care of the real world, you know, problems of logistics and things like that. Right, right. Well, Kyle. This certainly was an eventful trip for you. This is one you, you'll never forget. I'll never forget it. Either. I wasn't not. even on your trip and I, I, I'll never forget it. It uh, When I was on my trip- We were close to be on the same trip. What's, what's that? that? I, I, when I was on my trip, I guess, I don't know how I found out about what happened with your flight being canceled. It may have been on Twitter. We talked, I really don't remember how I found out about it, but it, it, it's unbelievable. And you really- credit to you and the family for stepping up and making the best of a situation that would have drove other people crazy. Yeah. No, like I said, the kids, the kids handle it well. And yeah, I think I did put it on uh, Twitter going, you know, went to the airport, our plane had a mechanical issue. So we're driving from Connecticut now and you know, something simple like that. And uh, you know, but you know, just, and that's what we try to teach our kids is just adapt and overcome. You right. know, don't, don't whine about the problem, solve the problem. Right. And uh, get right to it. Good lesson learned. That's that's a good. Yeah. Uh, well, anyhow, I'm glad you had a good time. And it's always good talking Disney with you. And uh, uh, your trip sounds fantastic. So can't wait to hear about your future trips. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I can't. Do you plan on doing a show about um, the Boobash or just going to. I um I. I'm trying to think, I guess I, we talked about it on another episode, but very little. I, yeah. I think what I'm going to do, yeah, what I'm going to do, because uh, as our listeners may know, I'm going to Boobash and I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights in October. So when I get back from that trip, I'm going to do a Boobash Halloween Horror Nights uh, review episode. Oh, excellent. I look forward to it. It's going to be great. No, Thank good. you. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh I love that weekend every year that I do that Halloween weekend and it couldn't be done last year because of everything being canceled. So I'm very happy it's taken place this year and uh, boo bash and Halloween Horror Nights there. I guess this is the first year for boo bash, but certainly Mickey's not so scary when that was going on and, and Halloween Horror Nights 
very different evenings, totally different experiences, Absolutely. Uh, different crowds, different intentions, really, you know, from, right. but it's all great. And it's kind of like a celebration of fall and that time of the year. The one thing that's weird is that when you're in the magic kingdom in August to see Halloween decorations up is still weird. I know that people, oh, absolutely, love it, yes. and that's okay. And I get it, but I just find it weird. It's like, Oh, there's pumpkins in on main street. It definitely is weird. I enjoy seeing it because otherwise I wouldn't be able to for the most right. part. Right. Um, but like last, last November when we got up, we were very happy to see uh, the Christmas lights. And I get the same feeling when I saw the Halloween decorations this year. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to, you know, right. enjoy much of it, but at least I can enjoy this. Do you decorate your house uh, with Disney stuff for Halloween and the holidays? Um, yes and no. Uh, so we, we, we do have uh, some ornaments and decorations that we put up specifically for it. Um, I enjoy doing my lights to music. Right. Uh, and we usually throw in a few like um, candlelight processional songs and whatnot. Right. And um, have the lights go to those. Um, and then just let the kids and I get into every year and, and do it that way. You're talking about your outdoor lights? Yes. Do people come watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, wow. we actually actually have a... I know that it's like... There's a kid that served one this year down you know, a couple blocks away. And uh, he does a, a phenomenal job. I mean, wow. He's just fantastic. And, uh, but we do have requests for people to you know, drive by. Can you play this song while we drive by? You know, wow. show you know, this family member, that family member. So It's like you're an Imagineer. Something like that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, well, but uh, we, we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. good. No, no, we we enjoy it. it. It's yeah, we get all the kids out there to do it, and uh, you know, or some will stay inside and help my wife decorate there. Some will be out helping me. Right. So awesome. Well, stuff to look forward to. We're getting close to that time of year. As crazy as it is. Oh yeah, it's hard to quick. believe. Yes. Anyhow, uh, let's turn now to the part of the show. This is the stuff we love segment. And tonight, Kyle and I are going to give you a recommendation of something we're enjoying right now. And uh, Kyle, you're our guest this evening, so we're going to start with you. What is your Stuff We Love recommendation tonight? Oh, thank you. Um, so behind the attraction is, uh, is you know, something I really enjoy, just the background of it, the story of it, how does it work? Um, you know, we were trying to do it as like a family thing, but sometimes getting us all together, you know, mm -hmm. is tough. Um, so we're a little behind, but... And that's and on Disney like Plus, that right? Yes, it is. Yep. And then uh, just the other thing is uh, soccer season is upon us. Mm -hmm. And uh, the boys play nonstop. And I get to coach both boys in the same team this year because the way their age group worked out. So that's big for me. And I, I'm really enjoying just coaching both of them. That's awesome. Uh, let me ask you, do you watch on Apple TV Plus the show Ted Lasso? No. Oh, I, I've heard about it. I, I want to, and I just haven't had a chance to sit down. How is you it? You would love it. It's a great show. I mean, it's uh, the, the plot of it is that he's an American college football coach who moves to England to coach a English Premier League soccer team. No and yeah. um, Jason Sudeikis is Ted Lasso. It's a very funny show because, mm -hmm. you know, Jason Sudeikis is a comedy actor, but it's yeah. also got a real drama undertone to it as well. So it's a serious and funny show at the same time. And it's a great, great show. I think you would really like it. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely have to put on my list to uh, to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, good, good stuff. We love recommendations, Kyle. And uh, for me, my recommendation is actually a podcast. It's called Snatching Sinatra. It is a podcast hosted by John Stamos, and it is I, I think it's an eight part series. I'm on episode eight now. I think that's the final episode uh, that focuses on the time when Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped. And that took place oh, really? yeah, in the 1960s. He was kidnapped. And Stamos interviews the guy that did the kidnapping. Who? Um, wow. About why he did it, how he did it. And it's one, you know, obviously true crime podcasts have become very popular in recent years. And this is a, this is a true crime podcast. And it's good because each episode is 30 minutes or so. It's very fast paced. It's interspersed with news clips from the time. And I, I knew that Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped. And when I read this biography recently of Frank Sinatra, they spent a good amount of time on the kidnapping. And I never really knew, I didn't know the details behind it. And it's a fascinating story. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a shocking story in terms of the people that did it, the motivations behind it, 
the what the FBI did. It's just a great uh, it's a it's a great story and. Uh, check it out. Snatching Sinatra is the podcast. So. Oh, absolutely. No, because I'm always looking for podcasts to uh, do. I yeah. think this one, it's uh, This Week in History presented by the History Channel. Right. And it does, you know, does it, but that, that one, yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, I think you would like it. It's really good. Kyle, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, social media? I can be found at uh, CT Disney fans on Twitter. And uh, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> so. And I encourage all of our listeners to uh, follow Kyle on there. He's great, great to follow on Twitter. And uh, here on Stuff We Love Podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast. Our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. There you can find links to all of our prior episodes. You can write to us, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page and a YouTube page. Check out on our YouTube page. We posted recently a time-lapse video from my stay at the Portofino Hotel, Universal Orlando, which is really cool. I'm very proud of that video. It's taken on my new GoPro. And uh, subscribe to us if you haven't done so already and leave us those good five-star reviews because it makes it easy for others to find the show. And with that, Kyle, thanks for being here tonight. This is great, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I love being on and uh, talking Disney with Always happy to have you on. And uh, I, we do this at the end of every episode. Tonight, it's just the two of us. We'll go around the table one more time. I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.